you can't choose what it's cutting because right. it's blind. And so the whole point of when we do liposuction, the cannula is actually curved on the end. So they're mm-hmm. supposed to leave the septae behind because they have nerves and blood vessels in them. So if you're going to cut all those things, you'll have extensive areas of numbness. Hey Refam, I'm Kate and welcome back to Keeping It Real, the podcast revealing the most endemic and untreatable invented diseases of all time. Ah, cellulite, a monster every woman learns to fear from as early as her preteens. But did you know its very existence is a relatively new affliction? Despite the insidious grip cellulite has over us all, it only became a thing thanks to a Vogue article half a century ago and made a whole lot worse by tabloid culture in the early 2000s. In this week, in this week's podcast, we're going to chat about what cellulite actually is, why it's an invented disease, and which of the many, many treatments posted online actually work. Welcome, Kim and Richard. Just to kick us off, I guess, what exactly is cellulite? Uh, I'll take that. Uh, so cellulite is not, you know, it's it's not really a uh, diagnosis or a medical condition is probably the best term. Um, it, it's just some dimpling in the skin. And why it occurs is not 100% clear. What, what I think causes it is um, uh, fibrous septi, or, or strands going down from the skin down into the muscle and it creates like bubble wrap, mm-hmm. like little pockets of fat. So it walls them off and where the septi is or the, the, these fibrous strands, that's tighter. So it makes the bubble wrap or the little pockets of fat bulge out. And so, um, so that's where you get the, sort of the dimpling and the irregularities. Um, but... Uh, there's no sort of really there's no science around what it is it's more about what the appearance is which is that sort of dimpling appearance of the skin yeah exactly right where cellulite is something that uh women english-speaking women the french hated themselves for a long time but english-speaking women weren't uh, introduced to until 1968 so it just wasn't even a concept. It was just in an edition of Vogue. Um, and they started talking about cellulite because society will not be happy until women hate every last inch of their bodies. Um, but, yeah, 50 years ago was just flesh. So um, it kind of started in France from when it went from being revered and highlighted in artwork, like in 17th century thing, where they would paint cellulite because obviously being fat meant wealth and like you had mm-hmm. enough money for food, etc. Um, and it's just kind of obviously descended to being something that's mocked in tabloids. And why, you ask? Because people desperately want you to spend your money on Mm. their snakeskin oil. Um, So that started with French bars offering people special soaps to fix the condition in like the late 1800s. And then it just hasn't really stopped. So um, obviously like subcutaneous fat does exist, but cellulite is completely made up. And I'm sure will come and go like many other trends. So so I think... The point is, it's not different sort of fat. Yeah. It, it, it's just the same fat that everyone has under the skin. So, as you said, just said, subcutaneous fat. But it, it, it's just the com- compartmentalization of that fat. And as that fat 
bulges, the fibrous septies I was talking about, they they don't expand, and so you get these sort of sort of indentations between the fat cells, really. Yeah. Um, can I can I just say yeah. how fantastic I think that description of bubble wrap is? Yeah, I just came up with it then because you can imagine like the uh, as the fat gets if someone gets fatter, yeah. the bubbles get a bit bigger, but the gaps in between stay exactly the same because that's yeah. the the tightness. Yeah, it's just like a fishnet, like kind of like oozing through. <laughs> um, is that nice? But so on, I think it's probably good for us just to kind of go through the different snakeskin oils, as it were. Because, because it is something that, that, you know, whether it's a media thing or a, something that patient, it, patients are really concerned about, um, it is something that comes up a lot. Yeah. And, and um, you know, a part of it, I, I think you're right, like it, it is hyped up in the media, you know, you've got your red cellulite. But um, – Thanks, uh, Vogue. Thanks, the fashion yeah. magazine. Yeah. I know it's the fact that well, it's really. Women's Weekly right. and everything. Yeah. yeah, and like you'd think that it was something that was just kind of rare. Like you, if you what about obviously probably don't really think about it, but like fifty years ago, the fact that it was it wasn't even a blimp on anybody's right. mind. Amazing. It's just kind of like that thing, whatever. When they're like, oh, hip dips or like whatever, mm. like mm. thigh gap, and it's like, <laughs> no, oh, no. oh my god, stop. <laughs> but um, I, can I can I just on that? I think some of those things are actually really interesting because. They make us. They ch- kind of challenge us in terms of treating those areas. Yeah. So some of it is BS, but but some of it patients come in because of fashion or clothing or whatever, and it, it can influence the type of surgery that that we're doing. Yeah, well, because I was like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, it's not like people were showing off their thighs because obviously, typically, uh, you don't need to be a doctor to know this. That cellulite overwhelmingly happens in women and is around the thighs and buttocks. Um, but And I'm sure that they weren't on display much in the 1700s, I would hazard a guess. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense that as fashions evolve, so do different mm. – um, what word do I want? Insecurities. I oh. forgot there. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, are there any surgeries that you guys do that, like, it might be, like, a byproduct that there's less cellulite or anything or is it just completely – Oh, I think it's extremely difficult to treat and um, patients come in, certainly, and thighs. We've talked about them, um, any kind of surgery on the thighs in particular, and that is usually the area that someone will say, oh, I hate my thighs and I hate the cellulite on my thighs. Can I just have some lipo to fix that or what can you do to fix it? Um, Liposuction on the thighs generally is very, very tricky um, to get the skin tight and smooth. So if you've already got significant irregularities, um, it oftentimes is going to uh, highlight those even more um, because the septae and the fibrous bands that Richard's talking about, um, liposuction is actually designed to not treat those. So it'll right. suck out fat and generally leave those areas behind. Um, and I have seen, um, oh, maybe even when I was training, used, um, but certainly talked about. It, it's like a liposuction with a pitchfork on the end mm. that's sharp and so it's designed to divide those. Um, the fact that we're all not doing that at the moment kind of indicates that it's something that doesn't really work. Mm. I think I think skin tightening procedures, though, do help. Yeah, I was just going to get yeah. on to that. So, mm. um, yeah, so 
like surgery where you're cutting your skin. Yeah, um, yeah. But also um, the vasoliposuction, I think, has got some potential to uh, maybe cause a bit of skin tightening. But I don't know and I don't know the answer to that. What, what kind of skin tightening do you mean as in like? So a, say a body lift. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a body lift, which is a combination of a back lift, thigh lift, tummy tuck, and and the most common area I think is on the outside part of the thigh. Mm-hmm. And so when you're lifting that, you definitely get some and, – and buttock, so part of the body lift as well – you, you get some tightening of the skin, which then with the skin, the, 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 the septi also get lifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you do get some smoothening of the, that skin. So okay. I think that does help. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I also think those patients, though, have already usually lost a whole ton of weight anyway. And so yeah. the bulging um, is less obvious. Yeah, right. For, you know, talk, thinking about the bubbles in your bubble wrap that they mm. they've got wrinkling of skin, but they it's a different sort of it's not that tight. Yeah. Um, what what I would in my mind call cellulite, but they do have those like some bubbles, but it's more wrinkly, <laughs> saggy bubbles. <laughs> Sounds lovely. <laughs> so, does losing weight um, tend to help with cellulite, or I, I would hazard a guess it makes it worse. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, re- I, I don't. There's I obviously no I studies. Yeah, I don't know yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it is. It's going to pretend- Well, there'll be sort of a sweet spot where you lose enough weight, and it, it probably does. So those bubbles in the bubble wrap get flatter, and but then there'll be a point where you lose more weight, and then sort of <clears throat> there's sort of indentations in those areas because I think just in some people those. Those connections are just more firm. Yeah. And, and I have such vivid memories of being like at an airport when I was like 10 and my mum pointing to a picture of Paris Hilton and being like, see, even she has cellulite. Like it doesn't – like you can't get any skinnier than her. Like, yeah. And she has cellulite because it was like in the front cover of a tabloid and she had really tight shorts on, which was obviously like mm. creating it to an extent that it was like her skin kind of bunched up underneath. And they were using it as tabloid fodder, but I have so such strong So this is before memories. Photoshop, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a tabloid, right? So they're not trying to get your best angle. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll go into like the more high tech ones are really interesting. But I think if we start with techniques that women use at home, um, yeah. because they are even like, I looked at one and it was like best cellul- cellulite creams of 2022 wow. on Cosmopolitan. You could imagine twenty twenty two creams together to make that so much better. I know, and it was published. It was published like last month. In when I worked at Cosmo, we were a feminist organization, and we weren't allowed to write anything like that. So I'm very intrigued. Um, and also, Slash what about off. the cream that might be coming out in the next nine months? That's going to be even better than those ones. Yeah. So let's go th- through them. I'm yeah, excited. So they work. do say cellulite creams. So. What the thing about cellulite creams is what they typically have in these topical creams is caffeine. Caffeine. So they say that caffeine um, uses the usual buzzwords of stimulates. Um, collagen? Yes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> boom. It's like a, like a massage, rah, rah, rah. Right. Um, so why would a topical cream not work on cellulite? Because skin is waterproof <laughs> it's probably the easiest way to say that <laughs> nothing you put on your skin is gonna get into the fat <laughs> think about being subcutaneous 
Skin's a pretty good barrier. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, that's such a great call. There's also p- people still use rolling pins, which is something that actually came around when the French were doing it in the 1800s. Like I, an actual rolling pin. A rolling like f- pin to from like the kitchen. roll it out. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. I know. How many times do you have to do it a day? Oh, God, yeah, I wasn't. Wasn't suggested. Um, I can just. I, mean, I think go to if my you did it five times a day, it probably work. I'm gonna fix my cellulite. Just going to my kitchen. Yeah, like all the caffeine. Just roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a coffee. Can I take it orally? Coffee scrub. That's probably better. Um, lymphatic pin. massages obviously are in this a similar route of the rolling pin of just trying to like I don't know where they're trying to push the fat, but obviously back into your blood or something. Um, <laughs> everybody's favorite apple cider vinegar. Which seems to be a real cure-all in the world. I love space. apple cider vinegar. Yeah, have you rubbed it on your cellulite? Because no. do you rub it on or you drink it? I have no Both. idea. It's Surely. just an apple cider vinegar. So oh. Mix it with your caffeine. Mm. Insane. <laughs> Self tanner. Confusing. Confusing to me. Yeah. Dis- disguises it. I think. Yeah, I guess. Surely. I have. <laughs> I when I was in year eight, I remember a lady came to talk to our school. My all girl. That's cellulite. My all girl school, which um, might surprise you, was rife with eating disorders. And she, I remember the first thing she said, because like you obviously all wear like skirts to school, so you'll have your legs crossed. And she was like, everybody uncross your legs because it causes cellulite. And Ooh. you just heard like 1,300 girls just like uncross their top leg straight no, away. A lot of it, evidence around that. Uh, I was so mad. <laughs> that is oh, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, so not crossing your legs, a famous one. Uh, and then there's also... Dry brushing. This technique is said to stimulate blood and lymph flow, remove dead skin cells and stimulate new cell growth. It may support detoxification and stimulate your nervous system. I think it's probably going to get rid of your dry skin cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good. Like it's good exfoliant. Might might make you Mm. feel fresher. Yeah, yeah. But after you self-tan, do you hide the cellulite? Good. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, there's far more expensive options, um, which we're going to go into. So I think – that these ones will be good to break down because I think the more scientific they sound, like it's pretty easy to just be like, well, apple cider vinegar wouldn't do anything, but it's a little bit harder when something's called like radio frequency and it's blasting your skin. On that note, uh, lasers or radio frequency blast your skin with heat plus added massage and suction. The treatments can give your bumps a smoother look. So why would that not work? Uh, so I, I don't think a laser is going to work because that's working on the skin. There are some technologies where <clears throat> under the skin, and Kim talked about phaser, but there are some other ones that do um, heat up the deeper tissues, which um, may th- – that's their theory on how they work. A buddy of mine in Kansas who's a plastic surgeon, does heaps of research, he compared all of these treatments recently in a published article and we can put the link in and he showed no difference. And the the problem is is in the photographs. So it's very easy. We we, we put a lot of effort into standardising all our photographs. There are some doctors and um, practices who are maybe not as diligent as us in making sure the lights the same the angles the same all those things and so you, you can with a different angle or a different light make these things look less um, uh, prominent yeah of course downlighting nobody's <clears throat> friend 
So Eric Swanson, he's just recently reviewed all of these things looking specifically at skin tightening and none of these technologies are scientifically proven to reduce these sort of irregularities. Right. There's um, other ones which I wonder if when you said you were doing your training, I wonder if these are them because these ones are more surgical. I think it's like... You can all go to our cool sculpting episode and we go in depth about why non-invasive surgery probably um, isn't yeah, the best. about the fat freezing. So. Yeah, and if it's offered on Groupon, maybe <laughs> it's not the one. Um, but these ones, so um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it zaps cellulite at the source. The doctor slips a laser under your skin to shrink fat cells, cut the tough bands that cause bumps and thicken your skin. Results should last a year or more, but the long-term effects are unknown. Great. It may not work well if you're very heavy or have severe cellulite. Great. So one of the classic ones <laughs> where <laughs> if you have the problem, probably not, probably not going to help. So, yeah, I think it's more – when they say, like, you know, cut the tough bands, which is obviously what we were talking mm-hmm. about, how? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably using something on the end of a liposuction cannula that's sharp or got like, – like it's bl- it's a blind technique, so you can't have you can't put a scalpel blade on the end of there. So you have to have something that's, um, yeah. Like imagine your little um, <laughs> fork that you get the teeny teeny tiny little ones for your um, pickle fork. Sna- yeah, <laughs> pickle fork. No, that's what it is. No, it's, I know, yeah, but I was like, fork. I said oysters. You said pickles. Cultural. Uh, I was going to say sna- <laughs> snails, like the really sm- yeah, smaller. No, <laughs> Just a couple of people in touch with the common man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what, what would it's the very small. what yeah. would the um, consequences of cutting like is it sepies septa septa what would the issues with cutting the septa be? It's gonna you can't choose what it's cutting because right. it's blind, and so the whole point of when we do liposuction, the cannula is actually curved on the end, so they're mm-hmm. supposed to leave the septa behind because they have nerves and blood vessels in them. So if you're going to cut all those things... I think she meant only nerves and blood vessels. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, that's it. Oh, but you'll be skinny. You just won't be able to feel your legs. Um, So, yeah, you'll have extensive areas of numbness and I would imagine extensively more um, bleeding and bruising. Oh, God, that's terrifying. And you you can't pick out what you're going to be cutting with those things because it's blind like you have a five millimeter cut in the skin and it's up to 30 centimeters away from where you're putting it in so i wonder they emphasize long-term effects are unknown yeah (laughs) yeah well i think the short-term effects would be quite well known but you know i think who who knows what it i I would i'd imagine it if it one year you've got an improvement i don't think unless they put on a whole bunch of Mm. weight that it's actually going to get worse after that right um the only other one i have here just just more surgical is it's called selfina Promises to reduce cellulite in a single session. Well, if it promises, Kate. Well, to be fair, every other one says, oh, no. Results might vary. It's just, you just got to keep coming back. Okay, yeah, if you have a lot of it, it won't. And like, if if you're quite heavy, it won't work. But if if you come back for two years. Yeah. Then you'll see results. But this one, I think it's bold when it's snakeskin oil to say in one because then it's easy to disprove, right? Which is why it's always like something that's like a long time. So I was like, oh, interesting, not common to offer a single session. Your doctor will numb the area, then insert a needle-sized device in your skin. Mm. They'll slice through the cellulite-causing bands under your skin. That co- oh, so this is the same thing. But this one, the changes last about three years. 
Right. Selfina so, doesn't work if you have loose skin or so-called orange peel cellulite. Which is, I think, what also Isn't that cellulite? Looks like, isn't it? Yeah. So it works, it works in on all the cellulite, cellulite other except than cellulite. cellulite. So yeah. you've got to have a device put in your skin. You might lose blood flow, damage your nerve endings, and it won't help. Wait, orange peel cellulite. Yeah, it's where it's just really fine, I think, probably. But it's yeah, like yeah. that's... So it won't work if you have barely... Is that meant to be a photo of cellulite? Gosh, shocking. <sighs> you might need to put that up. Someone help the women of the world. All right. Don't spend lots of money on, as Kate calls them, um, snake oil treatments. Because if something promises we can tighten your skin by rubbing something on the surface of it, or we can look you make we can make you look... 10 years younger by rubbing this $500 cream on your face. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, the more expensive it is, probably the less likely it is to work. Mm. Yeah, the rolling pin, you're good. <laughs> Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee all the way. If you liked this episode of Keeping It Real, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you have a flick through our past episodes? We'd love to hear your requests for future topics. So send your suggestions through to us on IG at Replastic Surgery. That's all for today. And we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.